right, well, here we go. Week number four, Church at Home. Again, I'm so excited that all of you are joining us online today. I uh, got a couple people in the house with me, worship team and whatnot. So, uh, so if I look down and I have some interaction here, uh, it's nice to see you guys. It's nice to see all of you. Y'all are so far apart right now though, right? Six feet at least, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but, but there's a couple things I really wanna bring attention to uh, before we get into the message today. Um, you know, this season is, it's, it's a very, I mean, let's just be real. This is kind of weird. It's kind of a strange season and it's becoming a little bit more normal. And uh, because, hey, as people, we adjust to whatever the, the season is like. But, uh, but with that, as a church, we've been looking at this from the perspective of there's a ton of opportunities in this time. Hey, look, guys, whenever we get destabilized and, and, and things are all shifted around, we can either look at it from a, a, a fearful perspective and one that maybe is not like freaking out, panicking, you know, but, but one that is just completely unsure and, you know, kind of like walking through life like this, just kind of. Like, I'm not really sure. We can either approach it from that sort of standpoint or we can approach it from a confident standpoint that says, hey, look, we're gonna figure this out. We're gonna figure this out. And that's, that's the standpoint that we're taking as a church, as a pastoral staff. Uh, I mean, come on, the team has been incredible. Um, volunteers and, and, and staff together, uh, uh, really converting our church into an online church in the last few weeks. And so, so with that, we're continuing to, to look at what can we do as a church to help. We know that there's a lot of opportunities around us, but, um, but this is a strange time. This isn't a time that we could just, you know, run out into the streets and, and just get our hands dirty and do a bunch of stuff because we're being told not to do that, right? And so with that, we're saying, how can we help? And so there's a few things that we're doing this week I wanna let you know about. And uh, one of which is, um, it's no secret that uh, medical supplies are in short supply. And so one thing that we've kind of partnered with is Memorial Hospital and, uh, and, and really pushing out their information to, uh, to, to, to make some masks for South Mississippi. And this is what we've been pushing and promoting on our social media. And I wanted to bring it up here today to encourage you to, uh, to really go look at this, northwood.church slash masks. And you can get some instructions on how to make these masks and where to deliver them. Uh, this, we're not gonna be gathering, at, you know, gathering them here at the church or anything like that. You can actually make them and deliver them yourself. If you are a person who can sew or maybe you've got a sewing machine, this is an incredible opportunity for you. Um, again, I can't draw very well and I also cannot sew. It's just, it's not good. So, uh, so with that, I, I wish that I could, could do that, but, um, but hey, if you need somebody to drop them off, I can drop them off. I can do that. I can drive. So, uh, but, but I want to encourage you to go and look and see how you can help out. Um, cause you know, where, where we're at is we're sort of ramping up towards, uh, and the need's going to ramp up for these. And so, um, also with that, of course, you might need them for yourself or some friends. And so, so go ahead and, and do that. But that's something that we're doing as a church is, is trying to promote that. And the next thing is that we got an opportunity this week to actually bring some food to uh, some of the COVID uh, testing sites, to some of the you know, nurses and those that are on the front lines. And so there was a great opportunity to do that. We actually teamed up with uh, uh, Juan Tequila's uh, shameless plug there uh, for a local restaurant. And we were able to bring some food out there to uh, over 60 employees out there who were testing, um, many of which they had, they had a lot of pizza this week. And so they were extremely excited to be able to uh, uh, to, to eat some, some good old Mexican food. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, 
you know, that's something that I get a lot of. You know, my wife, she's Mexican, and uh, so we, we get a lot of that. But, but man, that was something that was incredible to be able to do. Um, and also, we purchased and delivered more than $200 worth of food to the Long Beach Food Pantry. That's something we also did this past week. We support local organizations, again, in this area, uh, some local food pantries. And so this week, we went ahead and delivered some over there in Long Beach. And so it was a great time to be able to do that. We're just, we're just trying to be creative, say, how can we, how can we, you know, uh, help in this time? And we have to be creative to do that. So anyway, that's just a few things that we're doing as a church, and we're going to continue to reach out and do things each week in order to make a difference, right? We want to make a difference. We want to help people know God. And I think in this season, we have some great opportunities to do that. So with that, kind of moving into what I want to speak to you about today. Um, I don't know if you're like me, but I feel like almost every day is a, uh, it, it's like information pivots. It, it's like uh, uh, people are asking different questions and, you know, the government's saying one thing, the CDC saying one thing, local governments, one thing. People are all over the place. Come on, y'all. This has been a crazy week. It's been a crazy couple of weeks. You know, people demanding certain things and desiring certain things. And, and so with that, uh, just the thing that's really been on me is, is really the fact that we've got to remember something. We got to remember that we are in this together. We're in this together. Uh, one thing I know about, about, you know, times of prosperity is that it's, it's really easy to maintain unity. It's easy to maintain cohesiveness. Come on, y'all. Whenever money's in the bank and, and you're going on big vacations and, and typically speaking, all of your needs are, are not just met, but <laughs> abundantly met. Uh, home life is typically kind of relaxed. Like things are, are pretty good. Now it's not always the case, but, but it's easy to have unity in times of prosperity. It's not so easy to have unity in times of adversity. It's a challenge, right? It's a challenge. You know, uh, they're saying that it, the, the divorce rate in China is, is increasing in a, in a great way uh, because of what's going on in regards to people having to, uh, well, be at home all the time right? You, you, can't, you can't escape, you know? Uh, and I, I think you're going you're gonna to see a lot of that. I've, I've heard stories even recently of, of just marriages that are struggling because of the tension. Now, one thing I think it's, all important, it's important for all, this, all of us to realize is that, that weight and pressure does not create some other new uh, problem in a relationship. It exposes the ones that are already there. And I firmly believe that in my own life, I could tell you this, when me, me and my wife have had issues, it wasn't something that had just happened that day. It was something that had been building and building. And then whenever we hit a wall, psh, the thing breaks. You know, you've ever heard the stories about uh, maybe athletes who have micro fractures in their shins or in their ankles or their, their bones, and maybe they're playing basketball and all of a sudden they go to plant on that one foot and their leg snaps and it's, they're like, man, I don't even know what happened. Well, over time, there was weaknesses to that bone and eventually it broke. And so in this time, weight through adversity is being applied to us as individuals, as marriages, as a country. And so the problems that are already there are becoming uh, magnified. Look guys, it's, no, it, it, it's not really a, a mystery. We're not that united of a nation. We're very divided right now. And so in that, we, it's like, it's already, the stage is set for more division. And if we're not careful, we'll start turning on one another. 
we'll start turning on one another. It's a, it's a real danger that we need to look at through the lens of Jesus. We need to look at it through a, uh, through a proper lens to reset our focus. One of our core values here at Northwood Church is unity. And we talk a lot about unity. I speak, I, I, say, I say it a lot, all right? Sometimes I'm like, am I talking about it too much? But one thing I know is that unity, if, if unity is destroyed, everything else falls apart. It really does. And I also believe this. I believe that unity is not destroyed from the outside in. It's destroyed from the inside out. There, 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 a marriage is not messed up because of somebody else that came in and forced it. It, it. A family is not broken apart from the outside in. A nation is not divided from the outside in. It's from the inside out. And in this season, let's be aware of that. Unity in the body of Christ even. This past week, in the last couple of weeks, there's been so, so much uh, division or, or a lot of words thrown out about what the church is supposed to do, what the church is supposed to be, what pastors are supposed to be saying. And what happens is when people throw out these big statements, and they, it actually causes division. It doesn't help anything because I think sometimes we forget that we're in this together. We're in this together. And so I wanna share uh, three things that we need to remember in regards to how we're in this together. And the first thing is this, is that we are on the same team. We're on the same team. Come on, look at your family, look at your friends around you and, and just say, we are on the same team. Come on, you guys could do it too. Like we are on, can we like remember that? Like we're on the same team. Maybe y'all need to like, like post that right now, comment it like we're on the same team. We want the same thing. Like, honestly, I, I don't think there's one person right now who doesn't want freedom. They don't want happiness. They don't want liberty. They don't want health, right? We all want the same thing. We're all wanting to move in the same direction. We want normalcy again. We want things to be back to the way they were. Uh, and so with that, like, like we've got to find out what's the things we agree on. What's the things we agree on? A team, think about a basketball team, which RIP the basketball season, my goodness gracious. Like you know, I mentioned it a couple of days ago, even like the masters isn't happening. It's, um, it's a trying time for all of the sports fans out there. But, but with that, uh, a basketball team, they are a team. You might have one person that can make a big difference, right? He might be a star, but if he doesn't have the team around him, he has no chance of winning. They've got to keep the main thing, the main thing. And let me tell you something. Sometimes a team has a lot of talent. They have the better talent, but because they don't have unity and they don't operate as a team, they don't win the game. Okay. We're on the same team. We're all wanting the same thing, but we're in a time of adversity and We've got to remember that, especially when it comes to three different areas that I was thinking about as citizens. We are citizens of the United States. We're citizens for us in, in Mississippi and, and for a lot of this Gulfport, Long Beach, Wiggins, wherever you're at, Ocean Springs, we're, we're, we're citizens. We're going to have a lot of opinions about what it is that should happen. I think it's amazing. I even fall into the same trap, guys. So I think we're all the same. Whenever we hit a wall and there's a, something that comes up, in this case, a pandemic, we read a few articles, we watch a few YouTube videos, we see a couple of conspiracy theories, and now we feel like we're like, I don't know, we're authoritative, right? Like, like, like we know what needs to be done. Uh, and <laughs> I think it's, it's funny because I do the same thing, but we really don't know what we're supposed to be doing. 
Like we really don't. We, we have ideas. We, we have, uh, there, there are certain guidelines that are set in place. But, but as citizens, we can't turn on one another and begin to attack one another. It doesn't help anybody. It really doesn't help anybody. As, as Christians, as Christians, we're on the same team. Like our God is still amazing. He is still in control. He is still good. Jesus is still saving people, right? Like, they, like, like as Christians, let's not get nitpicky and start looking at one another and getting weird about who's doing what and, and all this kind of stuff. It's not helpful, right? And, and even as citizens and Christians looking towards our politicians, there's politicians. And, and I, I wanna say this, there's mayors, governors, presidents. I mean, president, all this is going on. And rooting against your mayor or your governor or the president, rooting against them or, or, or almost desiring them to fail. I heard it put like this. It's sort of like all of us being on a plane together and wanting a pilot to fail. <laughs> like, that makes no sense. All right, so, so let's, like, let's take a step back. We all want to make it through this, right? But, but we've got to start with this, this mindset of we're on the same team. So that's my first point. Like, we're on the same team. Let's not, let's not begin to turn on one another. Look, your family, your friends, everybody's gonna have different opinions. Arguing doesn't help. It really doesn't, right? But we gotta look at from, from the other angle. How are we helping the situation? How are we helping bring, bringing understanding to what's going on? And, uh, and even for, our, for, the, for those that are in authority, our politicians, look, I wanna encourage you to pray for them. Criticism, criticism is, is a cancer in, in our nation. Cynicism is absolutely out of control. And in times like this, it is exposed to a greater degree, to a greater degree. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't have beliefs. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have opinions. Hey guys, I've got some opinions, right? Do I agree with everything that's been going on? No, no, I, I don't. But how do you handle that? What does that look like? My, my goal is not to tear somebody down in order to make myself look better. That, right, we're gonna get into that here in a moment. Why? Because we've got to enter in with this mindset that we are in on the same team. I want to encourage you with that. Number two is this, is that we have to put others before ourselves. We've got to put others before ourselves. And, and we know this. Look, I, I've got a, an eight-year-old and a two-year-old. And I, I try to instill this in different scenarios about not being 100% selfish. Now, our two-year-old, um, she's completely selfish. The world literally revolves around her. There's just no getting away from it. Like, I mean, if she wants something, she's going to like point and try to say it. She's like, that's what she does right now. But she's trying to get us to understand what she wants. And it's all about her. Now, our eight-year-old Ariana, she's getting a little bit better. She's starting to understand like, hey, the world doesn't just revolve around me. But, but when it comes to caring for, for other people, like we've got to put others above ourselves. In this time, we're sitting by ourselves a lot more. We have a lot more thoughts. And what happens is typically, because we're human beings, it begins to close in. Our, our mindset begins to close in. We start thinking about numero uno. We start thinking about just the things that affect us. And we've got to maintain that openness through this season where we're thinking about other people. We're aware of other people. And John 13 
Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. Uh, Verse 35, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. If you have love for one another. Uh, Christians, listen, for us in seasons like this, we should care for one another to a greater degree. We really should. We shouldn't just be all isolated. Like, I mean, our American culture, we're isolated. We're so individualistic. In this season, we've got to make sure that we're not just turning inward, but we're turning outward. And I believe that the first uh, line around us are our neighbors and also other believers. Small groups, I want to talk to you. In this season, you are to care for one another. You're to care for one another. I don't know every situation that's going on. Your campus pastor does not know every situation that's going on. This is a perfect example of why we do small groups, which is small groups caring for one another. Is everybody's needs met? Does somebody lose their job this week? Does everybody have food? Like, like or is everybody's needs met? You should, you should be thinking about those people that you've been doing life with for the last few months. Think about them. How are they doing? And you'd be shocked how much a text means. You'd be shocked how much a FaceTime call would mean in this season of how are you doing? Reach out, care for one another, make sure that your needs are all met and there's a good support system there. Teams, maybe you're on a team at Northwood Church and this season, I want to encourage you to reach out to your team members. See how your captain's doing. See how how your team leader's doing. Team leader, see how your captains are doing. Everybody continue to reach out and continue to make sure that everybody's doing good. I mean, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. How are they doing? We are the body of Christ and we care for one another. That's what we have to do as a church. That's what we get to do as a church. Reach out to one another, pray for one another. We care for one another. And in that, Jesus says, by, this, that, by, by the way that you treat one another, people are gonna know that you're my disciples. Did you know by the way that we love one another that we actually glorified God? That's incredible. By how we love one another, we are lifting up the name of Jesus in that way. The next thing is caring for other people around you. The, 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 everybody's got a circle around them of people. Uh, you know, like I said, some people have lost, lost their jobs this week. Some people are, are kind of at the end of themselves. Maybe they're filing for unemployment and it, it, they're just kind of starting to freak out. And maybe it's not, maybe you're not there as a person. Who are you looking? Let me, let me bring this up. We're about to, uh, well, well, we'll see when, but we're supposed to be getting uh, stimulus checks soon right? The stimulus package went out and we're supposed to all be getting checks. And I know this, I know that some of us need that money more than others. Some of us need that money more than others. And some of you, your job is secure. Everything is really solid right now. And, um, and, and I want to encourage you with something. I want to encourage you to pray about what you should do with that check, what you should do with that money. For some of you, you need it. And I'm not telling you just to give it away uh, and, and call it faith and it's actually not math, okay? I'm not, I'm not telling you to do that. But what I am telling you to do is, is some of you, you know, you're like, you know what? I got money in the bank. I, I'm, I'm really doing well. And really what I would probably do with that money is I'm probably just gonna f- buy something I really don't need, but something I really just want. And there's somebody in your small group on your team, somebody down your street that you, that you might even know of if you're looking that actually need that money a portion of it. I wanna encourage you to pray and kind of think outside the box with that. And don't just say, all right, got some cash. 
Now, if you need it, keep it, okay? But if you don't, pray about it. Maybe God wants you to do something different with it than just, you know, uh, buy a new couch. I don't know, right? So, um, but with that, we, we, again, that's, that's part of, that's part of uh, putting others before ourselves. Another part of that is that we've got to stay humble. We've got to stay humble. Humility gives birth to empathy, right? And in this season, we need empathy. We need to empathize with the needs of others. Jesus was the best at this. Look, all throughout the Bible, it says Jesus was moved with compassion and then he would perform a miracle or he would help someone. He was, he was driven by this putting others above himself, seeing the need and saying, I can meet that need. And I wanna encourage you to be humble and allow empathy to rise up in your heart. You know, one of the other, other facets or the opposite of humility is having an attitude of arrogance. And arrogance does not see the needs of others. It's not aware of the needs of others. Humility is. Humility empathizes. And it's so important that we know that and we, we're aware of that. Um, humility is empathetic where arrogance is apathetic. Apathetic. Like, maybe, maybe this has been you. Maybe you're watching you know, something on Facebook and somebody's just you know, maybe airing out their needs. Or maybe you see a video of somebody and, and, um, and your response is like, well, they shouldn't have been doing that. Or maybe they shouldn't, blah, 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 blah. Though that tone is, is very uh, apathetic, not empathetic. And over the next few weeks, we wanna make sure as believers that we are operating in humility, that we're being empathetic to the needs of others because we're in this together. The last thing I wanna share is this, and we gotta remember this, that we're in this together and we are going to make it through this together, okay? We're gonna make it, we're gonna make it. Did you know that? Like, like if you're kind of, if your fingernails are bleeding right now because you've been chewing them down and reading all the, the terrible articles and all the terrible news stories, um, like we're gonna make it through this together, all right? Your family, you're gonna make it through this together. Church, Northwood Church, we're gonna make it through this together. You're not gonna starve. You're not gonna starve, okay? I think some of you, you need to hear that. Like you've got a support system around you. You got people around you that love you and are gonna care for you no matter what happens. If you're a single mom out there and, and, and you're, man, your job's shaky, you're, trying, you're having to juggle all this, I want you to know something that you've got friends and family all around you. We might not be blood, but we're friends, we're family. And I wanna I want encourage you, don't, don't, get, uh, don't, don't take on false humility. Don't take on uh, guilt for reaching out. We're, we're gonna make it through this together, but we're gonna make it through this together, all right? So, so I think it's important we realize that. I believe that this is a season. Now, I think that some things have changed and more than likely are not going to go back 100% like that. Like this isn't a two month thing and then we're done. This is a long-term thing. I'm not saying that us sitting in our homes and, and you know, not being able to gather ever, but the mindset, come on y'all, my, my mom or my dad posted this uh, family picture on Facebook last night and it was all of our family that got together for Thanksgiving. And we all had, we were all like right next to each other. And my first thought was like, we're not far enough apart. <laughs> you know, like, like everybody spread out, you know? There's certain things that we're just gonna be thinking differently. And, and so, you know, I think we need to realize that, but however, this is a season. This is a period of time and things are going to adjust and, and we're gonna find that norm like Pastor Micah talked about last week. But I, I wanted to read some scripture 
out of um, one of my favorite books of the Bible. And this is going to sound weird. I know it's one of my favorite books, but I love the book of Ecclesiastes. And um, I'll just go ahead and say this. I think it's because Solomon had, had tried everything under the sun and, and got a little bit cynical. He got a little bit, he got a little critical about life. And, but I love hearing how he moves through um, a lot of the same things that we go through which is like, I, I've reached out and I've grabbed for this and I got it. And I was like, well, this is meaningless. And then, then I ran over here and, and got this and did that. And it was meaningless. And I think how he kind of vacillates through, through a lot of different uh, things, it's kind of like what we do, you know? And so in that, I like his perspective in a lot of ways. And so I think Ecclesiastes chapter three is very appropriate for where we're at as a, as a nation, as a world right now. And I thought that I would just read a few verses to you and kind of share my heart just kind of shoot from the hip a little bit. And verse one says, for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. There's a season, there's a time for every matter, for every activity that we go through in life. There's different times, there's different activities. Number verse two, a time to be born and a time to die. That is a reality that most of us try to run from. The reality that we have a designated time that we are born and we also have a designated time that we will die physically. It's, it's designated, it's, it's, it's going to happen. And that's not being negative, it's being honest. And I think that we could actually gain some perspective if we remember that, right? That there's a time to be born and there's a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up. I think in this season, we are kind of breaking things down. You know, let's, let's be honest. As a world, we are, we're sort of breaking down our, our livelihood. We're, we're breaking down our economy. Things are struggling. We're breaking down in an effort to then build up, but also we just talked about a time to, to, to be born, a time to die. We're also trying to work together to, uh, to cause less casualties. This week, you know, the president said this week is gonna be really tough. And I think over the next couple of weeks and a few weeks, there's gonna be some tough things that we're gonna see. And, um, and, and, and there, there's not a lot of answers. I know, I know a lot of people are asking a lot of questions. Why would God allow this? And I think it's, I think there's a kind of, not necessarily the right questions to ask about God, but it's nevertheless, that's what's happening. Solomon knows that he's saying, hey, sometimes there's a, there's a time for this and there's a time for that. There's a time to, to break down. There's a time to build up. There's a time to weep. There's a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. This not, might not be the time to dance. This might not be the time to act like everything's fine because it's not. There's a lot of suffering all around us. Over the next few weeks, we're gonna mourn with people. We're gonna weep with people. I know someone just shared um, on our stream here that uh, their grandmother passed away last night uh, from COVID-19. And, you know, we weep with you. We mourn with you. Uh, you know, a great person that you lost. And I think this is a reality that, uh, you know, we, we've gotta be sober-minded about. Like, this is where we're at. And there's a lot of people around us. I was just talking to a, a pastor this past week, a man in their church in New Orleans and uh, on life support from COVID-19. And, and this is where we're at. And, and there's gonna be a lot, of, 
a lot of moments where we're going to have to weep. We're going to have to mourn with people. We're just going to have to be there for them to the best of our ability. And there's some things we can't fix. We can only go together, uh, go through it together. It's a time to, uh, to mourn, a time to dance. There's a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. I, I, w- I want to say this, when we talk about stones, a lot of times we talk about, like we just talked with Jesus a few weeks ago where the, the, the Jews were trying to stone Jesus. Um, when I think about stones in that way, I think sometimes there's, there's a time to, to cast stones and to really be you know, pretty vocal and pretty direct in what we're saying. And then sometimes there's, there's a time to put the stones down. And I, again, I wanna encourage you to be wise with who you throw stones at and your motives in which you pick up a stone. Uh, because sometimes in this season, we misread people, we misread moments and uh, let's be compassionate. He goes on, verse six, a time to seek, a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast, uh, to, a time to keep and a, I'm sorry, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to um, tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak. Everybody heard that? Like a time to just delete that post before you post it. <laughs> like don't finish that text, delete it, right? It might, might be a good thing to do. Verse eight, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. There's a time for everything. There's a time for every activity. And for some of us, it's a time to sit back, to pray, to be quiet. For others, it's actually a time to step up, to step up in confidence and to, to make some calls. And I believe this, I believe that the, 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 the greatest call that we can make is one that says that God is in control, that he is sovereign and one that that elevates and exalts Jesus in our life. You know, Jesus had a prayer for us in John 17, verse 23. He said, I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Jesus is praying over his disciples saying, God, I pray that, 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 that they would realize and that they would remain in such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me. Guys, look, as a church, we must remain united, right? But if you're watching this, when I talk about the church, I talk about the body of Christ. I'm talking about those who are in Christ And I don't know where you're coming from today. I know that there's a lot of people watching all over the place, but I do know this. I do know that there's some of you who you're not in Christ. You're in a spot of life where you are, you're struggling with your belief. You're watching the news. You're watching a lot of different angles and you've got these hard questions. And I wanna speak directly to you. Because Jesus' desire for you is that you would respond to the call of salvation. See, this is what we believe. It's what we know. Is that God created the world. He created everything that we see and know. And it was perfect and it was good. He said it, this is good. And what took place is sin entered into the equation through the disobedience of man 
We chose to serve our own needs, to serve ourselves rather than to serve God. We elevated our desires above his. And so sin enters the equation and sin has turned everything upside down. And so since that point, we've inherited sin. We followed the the path of unrighteousness, but God in his goodness and his grace sent his son Jesus to restore that pathway back to him, to reconcile God and man. And I believe this, I believe that through what you have heard in the last few minutes, what we have sang about, through what we've prayed through, that, you, that, that, that God's drawing you. And I wanna give you an opportunity to respond to that, that you could be found in Christ, that you would be in Christ and He be in you, right? That you'd experience the love and the grace and the compassion of Jesus. And so right now, I wanna ask that all of you would bow your heads and close your eyes. And right there, just in your own way, just say, God, would you search my heart? Holy Spirit, would you reveal things in me that are not of you? And right now, if you're far from God and you know it, you know that you don't have a relationship with Jesus, right here in this moment, just say, God, I surrender my life to you. God, all the the, the confusion that I have, the, the questions that I have, I don't have it all figured out, but what I know right now is that this is truth, that you are real, that you are for me, not against me. And I receive you. I receive your salvation. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for my sin, for my shame. And I say, yes, I will follow you to the day I die. God, I pray for all of us right here, right now. Lord, I pray that you would help us to remember and know that we are in this together. God, that you would help us to maintain unity, to maintain faith, to maintain a a confident, a confidence in in the hope that we find in Jesus. Lord, that we would see every article, that we would see every conversation through the lens of the gospel, that we would not be distracted from the main thing, that we are on the same team, that we're gonna make it through this together, God, because we're confident in you. God, I pray that you protect us, protect our mind, protect our emotions, God, protect our families and our marriages through this time. Father, we need you. We need your grace. We need your power to fill us. And God, just like we we sang a while ago about, uh, and we talked about Paul and Silas, Father, I'm praying that right now in all of our lives, God, that you would remind us of your power, that you would remind us that you are more than able to accomplish what it is that you want to accomplish. And we are surrendered to that. We are surrendered to that right now. And God, we pray that in all of our lives, that every chain would be broken. Every every bondage would be broken. Every sickness, God, emotionally, spiritually, physically would be healed. Because God, you are in control. You're in control, Jesus. Come on, I want you right now in your house. We're gonna sing this together again. And I want you again to begin to declare these truths over your family, over your finances, that every chain will break, every wall will fall at the name of Jesus. Come, let's sing this.
change the depression. Change the anxiety, guys. Jesus. Your presence builds us up. God, I pray this week as we encounter different situations, we encounter different questions, got different stats. Lord, I'm, I'm asking that in all of our lives that you would help us to again see everything through the lens of Jesus. God, that you are for us, not against us. You're with us in the midst of everything. Father, I pray this week that there would be an increased amount of unity in our homes, in our families, in our marriages, God, in our businesses. God, I pray that you give wisdom to every business leader in this community to make the proper choices for their business, for their employees, God. Lord, I pray over our mayors and our governors, God, our president, God, everybody that is in a place of authority, Lord, we are praying that you would give them wisdom in this time. And God, that we will support them. God, that we will pray for them. God, we will not tear them down, but Lord, that we will build them up. Father, we pray for the, the governor of Mississippi, for Tate Reeves. Father, we are praying that you would give him wisdom, that you would give him confidence and power and the right words to say at the right time. God, all of the officials around him, Father, that you would give them wisdom together to make the right decisions for the state of Mississippi. God, we thank you for this state. We thank you for the people in this state. We thank you for your, your presence in this state, for all the churches in this state. And God, we're praying that in this time that you would actually help us to take ground as a state. God, we love where we live. God, we love the United States of America. And God, we're praying that you would heal our land, that you would heal our land, not just physically. God, we know that there's a greater pandemic and it's the pandemic of sin. And so God, we are praying that you would heal our land spiritually, that you would help us to turn to you in this time, not run from you. This week, God, do a great work in our nation. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Hey guys, a couple reminders. Uh, to, to, if, you, if you said that prayer today and you made a decision to follow Jesus, go to northwood.church slash next steps or what's next and fill up that card. We'd love to reach out to you. Also want to remind you again, next week is Easter. All right, so uh, so come on, go to northwood.church slash Easter and get all the information. Invite a bunch of people out. Come on, let's have a party next week online. We love y'all. It's great hanging out with y'all. See you later on. Bye-bye.
Galatians 5 goes on to say, to stand firm therefore, and do not fall back into the bondage, the heavy yoke of bondage. So wherever you find yourself right now, whether it's in deep anxiety or deep fear, or maybe something has gone on in the past, we're gonna sing this chorus one more time. And I just encourage you to lift up your hands to God, to submit those things to Him because He cares for you. Come on, let's sing this out. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. God, we praise you in this place, Father. God, we thank you that we're your children, God. God, that we don't live in fear, God, that we're no longer slaves, Jesus, so we give you praise for that. Come on, can we declare this? There is none, none like you who can know my heart like you do for all creation sings your song i will join with them declaring your glory there is none none like you who can know my sing it again there is none none like you who can know my heart like you do for all creation sings your song I will join with them bearing your glory there is none, none like you, who can know my heart like you do. For all creation sings your song, I will join with
make that our prayer today. And there is no one like you, Lord. You, Lord. There is no one like Jesus, you change everything, change for 
to change.